want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be back in his house tonight. Uh, God's sure been good to us and blessed us with a wonderful day. And uh, good to see each one that's here this evening. And uh, I have uh, scripture on heart. Uh, this is a scripture, uh, one of them that I read from this morning and preached from. But God's laid it on my heart to read it again. Uh, this is in the 13th chapter of the book of Romans, uh, starting at verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling of the law. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let's stand for just a moment of prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace, God. God, we thank you that uh, you speak to our hearts and you let us know what we need to do. And you give us direction and uh, God, you take care of us. Uh, God, you're so good to us. And we thank you for letting us be in the house of God again tonight. Uh, God, we pray that you just bless us to have a spiritual uh, service that would reach out and touch people's hearts tonight. God, we just ask you and we pray for uh, your grace. And we ask you these things in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to the choir for singing. Page 166. Oh 
Thankful to be here tonight. Thankful for the choir songs and uh, appreciate our service we had this morning. And I'm excited to be back in the Lord's house. Um, as they were singing that song, that last one about 10,000 angels, um, it reminded me of my conversation I had with my grandpa this afternoon. Uh, while we were at dinner, we were talking about uh, that song that we sang this morning, Because He Loved Me. And that last part of the chorus says, uh, He suffered it all because He loved me. And uh, a lot of times uh, it can be easy for people when you talk about the death of Christ, when you say he died for me, sometimes it can be easy to just picture it as a simple death or maybe he just closed his eyes in, at night and, and that was it. But no, it was an agonizing death. It was an excruciating death. It was a death that I deserved, but he suffered it all for me because he loved me that much. And when you think about the song they sang tonight, he went through all that agonizing pain knowing in a blink of an eye he could have stopped it. But he loved us so much that he didn't do that, and he died on the cross for us. It's amazing tonight to be a child of the King. I'm thankful I have a Savior that died for me and has a personal relationship with me. And if you don't have that personal relationship with him tonight, I hope and pray you'll find it tonight. Uh, it's good to be here. I, I missed so much being sick and with the baby and I was thinking this morning when we were here, it feels like just a big breath of fresh air. We're getting to be back in the Lord's house again tonight. 
I'm thankful to be here. We'll ask at this time if everyone will. Please stand to your feet. We'll ask at this time if anyone has an unspoken prayer request. Hands all over the house. There's plenty to pray for tonight. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? She got to come home from the hospital today. She had a, a major surgery on Thursday, and but she got to go home today. But she said she'd still like to have everybody praying for her. She's got quite a bit of pain, and uh, she's hoping to get better and get back to church for long. Yeah, remember that. remember brother andrew he's at lighthouse tonight and uh, let's really remember a lot of our sister churches and, and, and churches that we associate with i know uh, there's several churches that are without a pastor that are really praying and, and getting ready to call some young men to be pastors that i know and uh, let's really be praying for those men and those churches really remember Craig. I also had a burden for Craig this morning. I'd love to have seen him come. Uh, let's really keep praying for him. Keep praying for his family. Mm, let's remember Chris. Yeah. Anybody else tonight? Appreciate that request. Yeah, amen. Appreciate that. Really remember our service members. Just remember that. should have said this when Eric made his request but uh, we had a full house full of people this morning and I'm thankful for the crowd we had but I felt like we could have had an altar full of people this morning so let's really remember everybody that should have moved this morning I, I think there were some that went home disappointed Yeah. So she seemed like she really enjoyed it. I don't know anything about her. 
That's good. Let's remember that. I, I could tell from my perspective, it looked like she was really enjoying the service. So let's really pray for her. I should share this, but there was a, a lady here today sat toward the back. At, uh, she wept and wept uh, during the altar call, and she even admitted God was speaking to her, but mm. she just didn't move. So, really, really pray for her. Yeah, let's really remember that. I'd like to say I'm thankful for all the requests that were made tonight. I'm thankful for a church that will bring our burdens to the Lord. Um, but if nobody else has anything, I'm going to ask Dave Money lead us in prayer. We'll ask at this time if anyone has a song or a testimony on your heart. church
want you guys to really pray for us while we try and sing this. Um, we haven't practiced in a while. Uh, just seems like we've all been kind of busy. Uh, Deidre's not here, and she usually sings the lead on the chorus. Um, just seems like there was always a better time. Um, but I've been begging God to give me something for weeks now, months. I feel like I've just kind of, I haven't been doing anything wrong, but um, I'm slacking. Uh, I've been letting excuses come up and just not coming, and I have a little girl that needs to get saved. Um, she's been asking a lot of questions, and she's told me that the Lord is dealing with her. And that's one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. So just pray for Adeline because she needs to get saved, but also pray for my husband because he needs to get saved too. Um, I, I knew he wasn't saved when we got married. I knew that he was not raised the way that I was. God, let me fall in love with him anyway, um, to be a light to him. And I haven't been doing that these last couple months because it's just been hard. Um, so I really need your guys' prayers to just try and get back on track because I want to be able to sing again. Um, I want to see my kids get saved. I want to see my husband get saved. And I have sisters that need to get back in, and I just, I want to get back to be in that light again. So just pray for us while we try and sing this song. Oh, oh. 
that song. Uh, I really love that song. Uh, if you stop at our house at any given time, there's probably, that song's probably being played at least four to five times a week. Uh, I just love that song. Uh, there was never a time, but uh, pray for Arnie. Somebody help, maybe help me, I guess. So I don't know. We'll do our best. So if I forget some of it, just we'll just go on. So But you know where I've been 
once again Lord I need to feel your power and the joy that floods my soul and the sweet fellowship we have when Jesus has control I don't want to walk this road but you know where it ends and would you let me feel your spirit once again I remember victory in my soul and the sweet fellowship we had make joyful rivers flow I know I've been neglectful Lord but you know where I've been and would you let me feel your spirit once again? Lord, I need to feel your power and the joy that floods my soul and the sweet fellowship we had. When Jesus has control I don't want to walk this road But you know where it is And would you let me feel your spirit Once again Lord, I need Once again Appreciate that song Anybody else have anything before we turn it over to our pastor? If not, turn over to you. Amen. I sure thank the Lord for what I can feel on that. Yeah. Right from the first choir singing, the special singing, the opening up. Boy, it's good to be here. Amen. Won't you really pray? I just, I feel like God's already started calling somebody. Amen. And, uh, but I, I don't feel like having an invitation or anything. I'm, I'm getting ready to turn over to the preacher. I believe it's uh, Cooper's time. I'm turning over to him. And I really, really pray for him. Uh, I, I've, got a, well, I've got a burden for this meeting tonight. God knows what that's about. So let's just take our uh, prayers and lift up the preacher and pray, pray, pray. Brother Cooper, come on.
appreciate getting to be here tonight. I'm sure is an honor. Uh, I want to echo a couple of things that Jeremy said. I'm, remember Andrew, and they may be done with service by now, I don't know. Um, and, uh, a lot of people, they see the smile on the preacher's face and they seem happy. Terry will know what I'm saying about this. What they don't see is what happens right after you get out of the pulpit and defeat and the tiredness and the inward battle that takes place. So I want to say pray for Andrew tonight. But a uh, lot, lot of talk of the cross, and that's where my heart's at. And I, I said it this morning, I'll echo it again. The cross is the only message that I have worth shouting about. It's the only reason I stand before you as a saved man. I don't claim to be much, but I can claim that I'm saved because of the cross. So you pray tonight. I, I'll be honest, I, I, I've preached this title or subject before. But I'm just going to follow the Lord. Um, I believe if God will intervene and he'll take care of us, if he's pleased with it, that's all I care about. So you pray tonight. Matthew chapter number 27. Chapter number 27. I'll, I'll echo one more thing that Jeremy said. That song they sang, he could have called 10,000 angels. And Jeremy said sometimes we look at that and we just pass by it. But I want to ask you to do this tonight as we read this and we take a look at this. Really examine what occurs at the cross. And understand what is happening to our Lord and Savior. Oftentimes we look at it and we just think it's another death. I, there was great sorrow and tribulation in the cross of Christ. And it was something that no other man could have went through. But I'm glad that God had a plan to send His Son. Matthew chapter number 27. A little bit of reading. You bear with us. We'll start at verse number 11. It says, And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witnessed against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. I, I hope you know tonight, that is fulfillment of prophecy. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, we may get to a little bit of that. But Now at the feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. Then they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I will release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things in this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Where of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. I know this is a lot of reading. You pray and bear with us, please. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They, say all, they all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why, what evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am of the innocent blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered, all the people and said unto him, His blood be on us on our, and on our children. 
Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scored Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. I want to read a little bit of the crucifixion. Like I said, I know it's a lot of reading. We're going to skip down into verse 37. And set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple... And buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him and the scribes and elders said, He saved others himself he cannot save. If he be the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. But these also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. And so you pray tonight, bear with us. Um, if it's okay, I'm going to pray over the message tonight, if that's all right. Bow, on head, bow your heads with us. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. God, thankful, honored, humbled once more to be in your presence. God, I desire the tears to operate with tonight. God, I pray you'd help us. God, come and stop by, please. God, just let us be a mailman. God, and deliver the message. God, you've been so good. God, may I just praise you for a little while for how good you've been. God, help us, lead us, and guide us. In Jesus' name, and amen. And so you pray tonight, if I could give you a thought or a title, it would be this, Another Man's Cross. Another Man's Cross. And we begin, and, and such familiar scripture here is Jesus is getting ready to be crucified and He's coming, coming unto the government of the time. And we all know the person of Pilate. We've all heard the stories of the person of Pilate. And as He's coming and He's coming unto them, He, he looks at him as the governor began to ask Him, He said, Art thou the King of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest... And when he was accused of the chief priest and of the elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they are written against thee? He answered him to never a word in so much that the governor marveled greatly. And I want to say this tonight. I said it already, but I want to echo it once more. I sure am glad that from the beginning and the foundation of time, God had a plan in store for every sinner that was ever going to be born. Well, how do we know that? The book of Romans talks about this. It says, By one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. And it would go on to say this, by one man's obedience. I'm glad tonight that even in disobedience, when Adam was in the garden and Adam and Eve were there, that God had a plan in store for you and I. I'm glad that when God had every right to get rid of us, God had every right to banish us to hell, He had a plan in store to save us. I'm glad of that. We read in the Old Testament, there's prophecy that the Messiah is going to come. And from the last book in the Old Testament, from what I understand, there's 400 years of silence in the Bible. There's 400 years between the last book and the beginning in the four Gospels. Here's what we know, that there came a day and a time and a place in a little town called Bethlehem when there was a little baby born and he was born in a manger there and he would grow up in the last record we have of him in the four Gospels for a little while. He's 12 years old and he's in the temple teaching the doctors and the lawyers and then we skip over and he's 29 and he's down on the riverbanks and John is baptizing in the riverbanks of Jordan and he's standing there and Jesus comes walking down the banks and John makes this cry. He says, Behold, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. Friend, tonight I'm glad that from the beginning and the foundation of time that God had a plan for you and I. We go on, and I mentioned already in the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, he said this, he said, He as a lamb is led before shears, he is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. What do you mean by that tonight? If you look in this, you'll see that every question that Jesus has asked, he does not give an answer. He says, Thou sayest, 
He does not give an answer. Listen tonight, friends, I'm glad that not only did God have a plan, but the plan unfolded right before our very eyes that God had a man called Jesus. Jesus came and Jesus fulfilled. Jesus comes unto them and He doesn't open His mouth. Why are you glad of that tonight? Because if Jesus opens His mouth, He doesn't fulfill the prophecy and things aren't just, things aren't right, but I'm glad that every ounce of what was needed to be fulfilled, we find it in the person of Jesus. I don't know about you tonight, friends, but if I was getting ready to be crucified, if I was getting ready to be mocked, if I was getting ready to be scorned, and they started to ask me questions about what I was doing, I would begin to cry out for my own life. I would begin to cry and say, no, I'm, I'm innocent, I promise. But here's how you know that Jesus was of another world. He's standing there and they're asking Him. And He does not say a word. Can I say this tonight? I believe this wholeheartedly that in His silence, He He's pleading for you and I's lives. What do you mean by that? Because he says nothing. He's going to plead for dying men like you and I. I heard a preacher preach a message one time. What a great message it was. He said a dying Savior pleading for dying men. I'm glad tonight that though I was wretched, though I was vile, though I was in death, there was a man who died for me. We go on a little bit further and you bear with us tonight. He goes on and he's talking and I want you to know and understand this tonight that now at the feast of the governor they was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would and they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. I want you to get the picture that the Bible is creating. Pilate was a man in charge. He was a high up man and from what I've read, Pilate, when he got into power, he made a tradition. He decided that when they were going to have that on the Sabbath, when they were going to have the crucifixion, they had decided that they were going to set a man free. They were going to let one go free and the rest were going to get crucified. We come to this place and Pilate begins to ask them. He says, who do you want to be let free? Who do you want to let go? The man began to cry and they began to cry out to Pilate. They said, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. And he began to ask them, what do you want me to do with Jesus? They said this, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. I believe to appreciate that tonight, we've got to look at the person of Barabbas. Barabbas, it says, was a notable prisoner. I want to say Barabbas was not notable for good things. Barabbas was a murderer. Barabbas was a bad man. And it's easy tonight to look at Barabbas and point our fingers and say, wow, that's not good. But I want to say this tonight, that in Barabbas we find ourselves. Yes. Why? Because Barabbas is a notable prisoner. There's no question that Barabbas is guilty. Can I remind you tonight, if you're here and lost, there is no question that you are guilty, guilty, guilty. How do we know that? The Bible says this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I say that about you, but I say that about me. The only difference is I'm born again. Friend, if you're here and lost, there's no discrepancy, there's no wondering, there's no questioning. You are guilty. Preacher, why would you preach at me like that? Why would you say that? Because there was a man of God that stood and told me that I was guilty, guilty, guilty. But I want to say tonight, friends, that guilty is not the end of the story. Oh, we get into this tonight. Barabbas was a notable prisoner. Friend, his, his pilot is standing there crying and he's begging, who do you want me to release? 
I can see him wanting, he's wanting Jesus to be set free. He's wanting Jesus to be let go. And we dive into this, friend. I want you to understand that as he comes unto them, his wife looks at him and says, saying, have thou nothing to do with that just man. I want to remind you tonight that Jesus was innocent and he was perfect and he was righteous. He had never done one thing wrong from the time he was born until the time he, was, he left. He was just and he was innocent. I hope you get the picture that the Bible is creating tonight that there's one man that is guilty and he's a murderer and he deserves to die a lonely death. And there's an innocent man who doesn't deserve anything. He deserves to go and be set free. But the unfolding of the story is this, that they get ready to crucify and Barabbas is standing there and as they begin to cry, I want you to get this. It said, and destroy Jesus. As they begin to cry and they begin to go, Pilate looked at him and he said, Are you sure you want Barabbas to be the one that's crucified, or Jesus to be the one that's crucified? They cried, Crucify, crucify, crucify. How do we know that God had a plan from the beginning of time? Pilate was trying to weasel the way out of Jesus getting crucified, and the plan unfolded anyhow. I want to say no matter how much Pilate tried, there was nothing that he could have done to get around the plan of God in this, that there was going to be a man that came and bled and died. If we go on a little bit further, I want you to understand this tonight, that Barabbas is a guilty, guilty, guilty man. And Jesus is innocent and He's righteous and He's perfect and He is the Lamb of God. I want you to remember the title tonight, Another Man's Cross. We get onto the cross and the Bible tells us I'll be done shortly. The Bible tells us that on Calvary there's three men that are hanging on the cross. It is There's three men that are hanging on the mountain. And I want you to get this tonight. I can see it, Terry, in my mind as they're on Calvary. Jesus is in the middle and there's two thieves on either side. Friend, the Bible would say this about Jesus, that He made His death with the wicked. Yeah. An innocent man tonight made his death with the wicked so that the wicked could go free. But we get in this and we see there's three crosses on a mountain. Listen to this. There's one that's innocent. There's two that's guilty. Here's what I want you to understand tonight. That before this, that at this setting, that when they were meeting with the governors, there were four men that were scheduled to be crucified. But there was three that ended up getting crucified. Why? Because one of them got to go free. God, listen to this tonight. The innocent gets crucified so that the guilty can get to go free. Barabbas is standing and he's standing there a guilty, dying murderer. And Christ, instead of being set free, instead of being the one who's just and gets to go free, he stands and dies a lonely death on the cross so that Barabbas can walk away scot-free with no punishment, with no worry of death, of crucifixion. Friend, hear me tonight. That is you and I. Because of the cross of Christ, we get to go free. I'm glad of that tonight. Hear me good and well. I believe this. We look in the Bible and we look in Genesis. Abraham and Isaac are going upon a mountain. They're walking up that mountain and they get everything ready. Abraham's got the wood. Abraham's got the prayer. Abraham's got everything ready. Isaac looks and he said, God, or he said, Abraham, we've got all these things, but where is the sacrifice? Abraham said this. He said, Son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Isaac is laying on the altar and Abraham raises the knife and I don't have time to read it 
But hear me, Isaac or Abraham raises the knife, and the Bible says this that as he raises it, he sees, and there was a ram that was caught in the thicket by its horns. Who was that tonight? That was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, listen, tonight that ram was just an innocent little animal, but because he needed to and they needed a sacrifice, he was murdered. Hear me tonight. You say, preacher, the cross is a dark message. I've never found anything in this life that brings me such sorrow and great joy at the same time. Why? Because I know there was great sorrow and tribulation in the cross. But I know this, without the cross, I'm not saved. Friends, so hear me, church, we ought to shout glory about the cross until we leave this world. Churches today, I don't want to hear about the cross anymore. Friend, I've said this once, I'll say it again. In my dying days, tell me of the cross, friend. At my funeral, please hear me good and well sing of the cross. Tell my people about the way that was paid. Preacher, what are you getting out tonight? Listen tonight, because Jesus came and bled and died, He took your cross. I'll say this tonight, not only did He take it, but he did everything that was needed to be done so you can go free. I'm done tonight. Can we get a song if that's okay? Understand tonight that God's only begotten Son died for you. Preacher, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a rough person. I've done a lot in my life. Can I remind you of Barabbas? Barabbas is a murderer. Barabbas is one Terry we look at I don't want to be around him. I don't want anything to do with him. But because of one man and how he stepped up on Barabbas' behalf, Barabbas got to walk away free. I want to say this tonight. Can you imagine Barabbas standing there knowing he's about to get crucified? Pilate looks at him. The Bible doesn't say this. Pilate looks at him, takes the chains off. You're good to go free. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Friend, tonight the captives can go free because of Jesus Christ. And that's the only reason. As they get ready to sing, would you come sing whenever you're ready? Friend, there's liberty in the cross tonight. There's freedom. There's nothing else in this world you'll find where the convicted guilty get to go away scot-free. In our judicial system, there's a punishment for the guilty. Tonight we're guilty, but because of the cross, we get to walk away free. Would you come tonight? It's a free gift. Would you accept the free gift of salvation? Would you come? Would you please? The cross was for you. God so loved the world. You're included in that number. Would you come tonight? Please come. That's gospel preaching. What a blessing. Obey the Lord. If you're not where you need to be with God, 
If you're willing, God will fix that. He can fix it. He wants to. Are you willing? Are you willing to say, yes, Lord, help me, God. He'll do it if you'll just say, yes, Lord. Amen. Thank God for the gospel message. and Boy, so many good, sweet points in there. When you begin to think about Jesus willingly dying on the cross. Now, let me tell you this little story. Um, Trey recently talked to me about a young man that uh, he knew real well that had been in a real bad car wreck. And he was hurt real bad. And he was in the hospital down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Trey went down there to visit him. <clears throat> Trey said, uh, I was really shocked when I saw him. He said, he's getting better and he's coming around. He said, he even talked to him a little bit. He said, but I knew that young man real well. But he said, when I saw him, I could not have recognized him if I didn't know who he was, if they hadn't told me who he was. He said, and I thought about Jesus when he died, the shape that he was in. And, and I mentioned it, and that's what Trey was going. I said, his visage, his, his appearance was marred more than that of any man. And so, so Trey said, you know, he said, it's, it's so incredible. All that Jesus went through, and that, that, those comments fits right in with what uh, Cooper's been preaching tonight. Jesus did all this for all of us. And so, listen tonight, if you're lost, you don't have to stay lost. And I, be honest, let me be honest with you tonight. If you stay lost, it's because you reject the Lord. He died so you could have salvation. And he reaches out to you with arms of love. He invites you to come to him, trust him, repent, get born again. Now, having said that, let me say this. What if you are saved? Uh, are you serving the Lord? Well, that's a good question. There's been times in my life since I've been saved, I haven't been serving the Lord. When I wasn't serving God, it's because I wasn't willing to obey God. The things that I was interested in, I was putting between me and God. Now, if you're here tonight and you've been saved by the grace of God and you're not in fellowship with God, uh, would you like to get back in fellowship with God? You can tonight. Uh, uh, Brother Cooper's preached about that too. All we've got to do is just come willing to obey the Lord. I'm and the old devil said, well, you can't do it because of this and you can't do it because of that. The devil is a liar. I'm telling you what, I've got a God that's a forgiving God. I've got a God that's a loving God. He's a compassionate God. And if we just come to him and just ask him to forgive us, he'll forgive us. Are you willing uh, to give up the things of sin uh, that you're holding on to? I'm telling you what, uh, God will help you. You say, I just don't know if I can. Well, believe me, if you are willing to trust God, you can because God one has the power to get that done. So I believe there's some uh, folks here tonight. Uh, that was a powerful message and good conviction tonight. Uh, that makes me know God's calling and speaking to somebody. And I'd like to beg of you, don't go away from here tonight without getting where God wants you to get. Uh, think about what Jesus Christ has done for you. Uh, does it mean something to you? Do, do you think it's really worthwhile? Well, of course we do. Well, if we really do, we need to show it by our actions. Sing us another song. Somebody needs to come to the altar. Jesus Christ did all that for you. Would you do a little something for him? Would you do a little something for Jesus tonight? Just obey him. Trust him. Come to him. Put the world behind you Come to Jesus. Boy, there's, there's some here I've got a real burden for. I pray that God just...
speaks to you powerful. And I believe he's doing that already. And I also pray that you respond to the power of God that's reaching out to you. Will you come right now? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't just think about it. I believe some of you are thinking about it. That's, that's good to a point. I'm glad you're thinking about it. Don't stop there. Don't just think about it. Do it. Do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for the Lord. Please obey. Your move. You can, you can feel all tore up inside, but if you don't obey God, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Obey. Would you come? What do people think, preacher? I think everybody will think wonderful if you obey the Lord. But listen, if God's reaching out to you, even if people didn't think greatly of it, what difference would it make? But I'm telling you, the church loves people to follow God. If God's speaking to you tonight and you'll come honest hearted to God, the church will rejoice. They'll say, thank you, God. It's your move. It's your move. Come on. It's your move. Come on home. Come get in. <laughs> Please come. Oh, I wish I could move for you, but that's not the way it works. Please come. Please come. Right now, right here, hurry up. While he's calling. Now's the accepted time. Please come. I got another impression on the heart. Uh, that's good singing. We thank the Lord for each song. I, I'd like for our young people to come sing a song and extend the invitation. Could you all do that? I appreciate, uh, appreciate our young people so much. And uh, God's here, and he's moving greatly and powerfully. And uh, I was just praying, God, where, where do I go from here? What, what do I do now, Lord? Uh, what do you want me to do now, Lord? Uh, and uh, I felt like he said, get the young people to come and sing. And so I'm happy to do that because I sure highly respect our young people and I thank God for them. And uh, they're just such a blessing to me. And uh, God uses them so much. Now, when they get ready to sing, we'll turn right over to them. When, they, when, we, get, when we get ready and they sing, I want to ask you, if you're here tonight and God's speaking to your heart, use this as an extension of the invitation and come while they sing. Go ahead anytime you're ready. Pray, church, and everybody obey the Lord. I could tell of the story where thousands were fed when he lifted the sick and raised up the dead. I could sing of the other. 
Come on. Come to Jesus. Come out of darkness into light. Obey the Lord. Amen. Say to the uttermost. Oh, I like that phrase. I like that. Listen, washed in the blood of the precious Lamb. I've been washed in the blood. Praise God. That's the only thing that clean me up. I was so dirty in sin, but I got clean when I got washed in the blood. Listen. Amen. The good life you're living. Well, I love that song. Thank So trust in the Savior. He'll save you today. And with blessed assurance, you too can say, I'm How do you feel deep down inside? Do you feel happy? Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel like you're doing what God wants you to? Do you feel like you're where God wants you to be in the condition God wants you to be in? If you have to say no to those questions, then come to the Lord. He can fix it. He will fix it if you'll come to Him from your heart. Come on. Appreciate that. Wonderful. Now do whatever you want to. If you want to sing some more, you're welcome. Just I'll leave it up to you. All right. Thank God for that good song and for these young people. My goodness. They're powerful. Great service. God's sure been good to us and blessed us once again to worship. And uh, thank God. Now, anything on anybody's heart before we come to a close? All right. Nothing else. We'll, folks, we want to say again. I want to sum it up. Say thank you, God, for this good meeting, for the singing and the preaching, and for everybody to cheer. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. See, being at church is important. And uh, I thank God for each one that's here. So if uh, nothing else, uh, we'll ask uh, Brother Mike Nichols to pray to me. Father, Lord, we thank you for the message tonight. Lord, we're glad that you died on the cross for me. Yes, Lord. We're so thankful to be in the great church you put us in. Uh, Lord, we just pray you. Bless our next service, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Pray for safety and go home. Yeah. And Lord, for our families that need to get in church. Yeah, Lord. Lord, these things we ask in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's a good prayer, Mike.